36 years of basketball knowledge and life skills. Your host, Coach Goins, focuses on today's topics on and off the court, helping players and coaches achieve their goals. So get ready for another fast break episode of Basketball More Than a Game with your host, Coach Goins. Hey, listen, it's Coach Goins, and you know what time it is. Thank you for tuning in for another fast break episode of Basketball More Than a Game, the hottest podcast this side of the basketball court. So listen, we've got it on and popping. we got a lot of things to talk about, but most importantly, we just want to wish you Happy New Year again. Yes, it is January, and January the 6th that it is, but you know what? The most importantly, we just want to say thank you for everybody that continues to support us, continue to follow us, and just you know, enjoy listening to what we do. You know, we take time out, but when we take time out, we want to make sure that we understand that when we take time out, we're putting you first and foremost to make sure that we're bringing you the most accurate stuff that we can talk about in basketball, but most importantly, about life. So listen, before we get into the thick of things, we got to be able to give honor where honor due, and that is to our title sponsor, and that is Mr. Curtis Jackson, the independent insurance agent out of the great state of North Carolina and now serving Southern Virginia. So for your insurance needs, please reach out to Curtis at 919-614-5796. We thank him and his dynamic staff for all the work they do for all of the uh, interest and everything that they put toward our podcast and the phone calls to make sure that you know, anything that we need in and anything that we are in need of, uh, they are, are there for us for our sponsorship. So again, for he and his staff, we want to thank you. And as, as they continue to travel the highways and byways, we wish them Godspeed as they continue to, again to serve the citizens of the great state of North Carolina and also uh, the Southern Commonwealth of Virginia. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get right into the thick of things. Listen, basketball this past week, man, what some games. I had the opportunity to go to some local high school games and, you know, kind of scout out or not really scout out, but take a look at some of the players that played for us uh, this past summer. You know, it was a great, great opportunity to sit back and see, you know, at, from a coach, uh, the body of work that you've been able to go in and still in these young men, uh, as they took the floor, had the opportunity to actually to go to the Lee uh, High uh, JV game. They were playing Turner Ashby High School. Uh, a couple players again that were that actually played for us this past summer uh, with the dynamic effect. Uh, they were out on the floor making it happen. You know, just positive, positive things uh, that I saw. You know, a, a few tweaks are here and there, but again, that's just from you know that's the coach that runs deep within us. Uh, that there's always room for improvement, but you know, just fundamentally sound. Uh, going to the basket uh, with the left hand, landing up left hand, and making the left hand layup. Uh, you know, doing some things. You know, denying defense, communicating. You know, slowing the ball down, backing the ball back out, reversing the ball, pushing the ball up the floor. You know, it's just it was just a litany of things that we saw, and we're very very proud of. Uh, these young men that I happened to, you know, I had the opportunity to see play the other night. And again, there's some more guys out that's uh, playing and hadn't happened, uh, hadn't had the opportunity uh, to go see them play yet. But most importantly, you know, it was great to see the parents and as well as the grandparents of these fine young men. Also, I had the opportunity to, to see some of my former players from the first travel team we did uh, about four or five years ago. You know, these men, uh, these young men now are in college uh, and they attend Mary Baldwin. And one uh, young fella uh, uh, attends uh, Old Dominion University. Now, these guys are not playing any sports, but they are there taking care of business academically, you know, which is also a huge thing. That's why basketball is more in the game. It is, you know, what do you do when the cheering stops? What do you do well, when you hang your jersey up for the last time? What do you do when you lace up your sneakers for the last time in a 
under the whistle game, if you will, not just because you, you still play at the wire, you still play with your buddies. I'm talking about organized basketball. Some guys will, won't play again, you know, once they leave uh, the high school round. But in that, it was great, you know, to see them. And, of course, they had their, um, you know, state championship ring on and, and it was showing them how to make sure you shake your hand and, and, and be able to see that ring coming at you. But it, what an honor and a privilege, you know, as to sit in the bleach and those guys come up and recognize, you know, because number one, they don't have to do that, and number two, when they do, uh, it it is a, you know, it it is a grateful time and it's a grateful moment that you stop and you made an impact in these young men's life. And now that, you know, they're gone on and they're in the, uh, you know, college realm, uh, you know, we wish them continued success, uh, them and their families. Uh, as they work toward their goal. But, you know, most importantly, you know, and you're out and about, and I call it barnstorming and going around and supporting the guys that, you know, you've coached and made, you know, friendships and partnerships with, you know, that will that will always run deep. And there's nothing like a player and a coach. But this past weekend, you know, on the college scene, you know, what, you know, what some great games, you know, nail biters, uh, had the opportunity to watch uh, the you know, Pitt Panthers play Wake Forest, Damon Diggins, and Pitt, Pitt hosted them at the uh, Peterson Event Center. Uh, you know, at a 16-point lead and, you know, down the stretch, you know, just kind of, you know, panicked, if you will, you know, taking the shot. And you know, I listened to the press conference. Coach Capel, you know, he's spot on as he always is. You know, that's the thing is as, as a body of players, and please understand this, as when you are have a, have a team, what you've got to realize that when you have a team, it is a team. It is not an individual. You've got to be able to see in, in, in moments and in certain times on the floor, you got to be able to look for one another. you got to be able to, to realize that it is not just solely up to you to, in order to get the job done. It can be um, won by other people. It doesn't mean that uh, you, you're not – you doesn't mean that you may not be asked to take the last shot. You might be asked to take the last shot, but it's it's the panic uh, button that I really wanted to focus in on here. Because, again, the guys did a very good job the first half and a little bit of foul trouble. I think it kind of got them off the rhythm because they had a 16-point lead. Uh, they are young, uh, you know, but they, they focused on, you know, of course, you know, Childress, which is the son of Randolph Childress, uh, who is assistant coach there now uh, under the um, direction of, you know, head coach Danny Manny. But the, the big thing there is just how he was able to distribute. They had some guys out of the wing that knocked down. Uh, of course, you know, Childress was the, the mainstay, and that was the scouting report. And I think he only took like four shots the whole game. He hit a couple from the charity stripe. But the thing that I want to call out is the role players. You know, he came down, set it up, you know, kicked it to the wing, and and there was guys that was just making monster, monster shots. I think uh, one of the leading scorer for them came off the bench with 14 and then followed up by, you know, maybe eight or ten points, you know, coming off the bench. Pitt had five points coming off the bench. So, you know, the moral of the story is what we're really looking at is is just accepting and understanding your role and and, and, and how to play that role when it comes down to it, what does that look like? Excuse me, as as, as I take a drink here, I'm kind of again, uh, just just your know, voice is a little rough this today, so I had to make sure I take a little drink there. But in that whole concept, when you look at you know young players, when I, I looked at the game that was at Friday night, and then looking at you know again major college basketball on Saturday, it's playing within oneself. So if I had to frame something out that we really want to talk about today is play within yourself, play within your ability, play within plays that was going to make you successful. When you try to stretch yourself, um, you know, if, if, you're, if, if your game is 
inside, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with, you know, working on the outside. There's nothing wrong with, you know, trying to, to want to improve. But then there's certain times that you got to be able to tell yourself mentally, you got to be able to, to be true to yourself and say, my game's inside and that's where I need to be. That's where I'm making my money. Is in the paint, and same thing is on out. If if you're a guard, you come down and and you're a point guard or you're a wing. You know you got to understand you're a wing for a reason, and you're a point guard for a reason. And you're a point guard, and you know you coming down and you jump in the air, and and I'm up in the air, and then all of a sudden I'm trying to like you know how do I you know get out of the air in order to get this uh, get this ball somewhere where it needs to be, uh, and not be in a situation to where uh, I create a turnover. And that's what happens a lot of times is. You know, players don't want to define themselves or don't, you know, really position themselves, you know, to be in the best, you know, best form or best way that they can really navigate, you know, whatever situation they're in. And that comes from, okay, you know what, let's, let's, let's take a step back and say, how did I find myself in that situation? Did I come down? Did I jump in the air? And now that I'm in the air and I'm trying to create now, everybody's like, oh, my gosh, what do I do? And I'm trying to defy gravity and I'm trying to hang in the air and nobody's open. And then, you know what, we call it a turnover. So, you know, and that's the call out is just maintain and play within the body of work, play within yourself, play within, you know, your means. And what I mean by that is do the things that, you know, to make you successful. If there's a 50-50 ball, you know, be the first one on the floor. You know, it, and it, you know, just hustle. Do the things. If you, if I gotta, you know, exaggerate or put a little more emphasis on ball, ball, ball. If I'm covering the ball in zone and talking, do whatever you need to do. And just always, always, you know, trying to coach my son up with, you know, playing time. You know, he realizes, you know, make it hard for the coach to take you out. If I come down and and I think I want to throw a pass to somebody, eh, maybe I might need not. Maybe I don't need to thread the needle, if you would. Maybe I don't need to try to make the Sports Illustrated. Uh, on, on one great play, just come down, make the easy pass, little ball fake, you know, fa- you know, fake the pass, make the pass. I always call it fake the pass and then make the pass. So you know, and then then it it leads to, and then it's a combination of your work. So when you get on the floor, you're prepared, you're ready. You know, I hear so many kids. Oh, I was nervous. Okay, you know, you, you should have a little bit of butterflies. But once you get in the game and the game gets going. It should be just, you know, it, it, just get in the car and just like you would if you had your seatbelt on and you were rolling down the road. Because why do I say that? And somebody says, well, why do you say that, Coach? It's because it's nothing, you know, you're not walking on the moon. You're not trying to discover a cure for cancer. You're not trying to you know, solve world hunger. What you're doing, you're playing a game of basketball that you've played probably hundreds of times before this particular game that you're stepping out on to. Yeah, you, you know, you may be playing in front of a crowd, uh, you may be playing against uh, somebody that's a bigger opponent, but those are the things that you got to be in the laboratory and you got to be working on. You, know, how do I score against a bigger opponent? Do I need to uh, come in for a layup? Do I put it higher off the glass when I come in for a layup? Do I do I do a reverse layup in traffic when a defender is on me? I mean, those are the things that you have to be able to work on yourself. Because a lot of times, you know, they just won't carve out time for that during during the season, during practice, for you to really get out and take a hardcore look and say, you know what, I'm going to work on my individual one-on-one skills. And that's the thing that I saw in the game, you know, Friday night that I went to, is that a lot, you know, players need to back out, players need to take a hardcore look and say, you know, I can do this, I can score the ball, I can do that when somebody's giving it to me. But if I'm out on the wing and I've got to create against a bigger player – 
How do I back out? How do I take my time? How do I work through this and really, really, you know, focus on the things I need to focus in on? You know, you want to play against tougher competition. Uh, and, and how do you do that? How do you practice against that? Is, is you just have to, you know, simulate it. When I say simulate it, you know, dribble harder, you know, dribble lower, uh, you know, have a little chip on your shoulder and says, okay, you know, I got to play a little physical. I can't be, you know, because you got five fouls and what you got to do, you kind of got to test the waters, you know, see where they're going to call the foul, see if that's something that's going to be like, okay, they're going to call a little bit tighter than, tighter than they usually do. You know, so in that, and again, I don't want to be the dead horse here, but in that whole body of work, make sure that you're putting the time in necessarily in the area of game preparation, taking game shots. Just don't be out shooting. Take shots and practice shots that you will be taking in the game. Okay. So listen, I want to kind of, you know, put another spin on this uh, in reference to, you know, the playing and you got five and you come off the bench. You know, here's my challenge, and this is the, the challenge of the week to the coaches is, you know what, really take a look at this. And when I say take a look at this is because most of the time when you get out in practice, you know, you got your starters and the starters are getting the reps and they're running the options one, two, and three, out of bounds, play, whatever. But what happens when one of the guys gets fouled, he's got to go to the bench. Now there's little Johnny or, you know, Sarah coming in and they haven't got that many reps. That's your fault. And when I say that's your fault, it's because what you got to realize is that, you know, doing practice, we're so, we have a tendency, you know, put that focus on the five to five to five. But then when there's foul trouble or somebody's sick, now all of a sudden I might have three guys on the floor playing with two guys that they're really not used to playing with. And in the, in the, in the cohesiveness is not here. The continuity is not here. The flow is not here. They run the offense and it's just looking, instead of running, it's looking like, you know, they got bad breaks and they throwing the rod in their the car smoking. You know, so coach me, you know, again, my challenge this week is, you know, really evaluate, take it, you know, and my, my challenge to you is, you know, go away from a starting five. So everybody's out, but then you name who's going to start this particular game. Now, next week, you may change it up. But when you tip your hand and say starting, 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 every game, game in, you've got to be able to get those guys uh, that's on the bench. They've got to they got to feel a little more. they got to be able to say, you know, I got to pay attention because, you know what, it's five on this side and it's five on this side. It's not just, okay, here's the starters because when you come in, who knows the inbound play? Everybody should be able to know all the inbounds plays. And, again, that's a different show. That's a different time and age. But, again, the challenge to the coaches this week is really take a hardcore look at your practicing and and building that cohesiveness versus having a starting team always going against, I'm going to say, the, the B team. But guess what? During the game, if you're not two platooning, meaning – you send five guys to the scores table, and then those five come in, and those five particularly play together. But what do you do when you have to um, coexist? What do you do when you have to co-ed that team to win? Guess what? The guys that's usually starters, a couple of guys have gotten injured or whatever uh, the case may be. Now all of a sudden you got guys that are not usually used to playing with the starters. Now they're on the floor at the same time. So, again, not trying to throw anybody under the bus, just calling what it is. And those are the things that I've noticed uh, over the last couple of weeks attending the local local basketball games. But listen, it is always a pleasure just to take a few moments uh, out of the out of the day to come and just kind of give you some insight, give you some focus points and, and what players need to do. So I just again just as a recap, you know, players, you know, play within yourself. Make sure it's you know, make it very hard for the coach to take you out 
over communicate that go up to the coach at the at, at, in the practice and coach what what are some of the things that I can do not for more playing time but what are some of the things that I can do to enhance my game what are what are the things that you ask me to do uh, that I could possibly, you know, kind of drop back and, and even making a, a better effort if you would. And same thing, coaches, you know, make sure that you you tap into the pipeline and, and the people that you believe. I call it the Kool-Aid that you drink to make you want to be a coach. Whatever that is, make sure that you're able to tap into that. And if you're not able to tap into that person, you've got to be able to turn the page and find that next person to be able to say, okay, you know what? This person has great basketball knowledge, great basketball IQ, and I want to be able to, you know, kind of use them if, if, uh, as a sponge, if you would, to be able to, to learn and get insight going forward, to be able to continue to build and be that positive light to all of your players, no matter where they are. So listen, I'm getting ready to wrap this thing up, but again, it is always a pleasure. Thank all of our supporters, our listeners, our followers, and our title sponsor, Mr. Curtis Jackson. It is a huge, huge deal uh, to be able to be in the the, the number of countries that we're in uh, and people just listen to basketball more in the game. So listen, I'm going to get up out of here. But like we always say, make sure that you got your sneakers laced up, you got them laced up tight, and always stay focused. Until we meet again, this is Coach Going for Podcast Basketball, more in the game, and I'll see you in the gym.